When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Which is the better NHL team in Alberta, the Calgary Flames or the Edmonton Oilers? As we sit here today, the Flames are number one in the Western Conference. The Oilers have had, they've been on this road longer than the Calgary Flames. So while I don't think the Calgary Flames were a flash in the pan, and all the credit goes to Daryl Sutter, as I said earlier, if they were to meet in the playoffs right now, I might take the Flames to win based solely on Jacob Markstrom. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, how about that? Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, the place to be. Things are heating up at the Tim Hortons Olympic Canadian Trials. And the Moose will be reporting from the Bridge City. I continue to enjoy sunny South Florida here. And I say happy Thanksgiving to all of our American friends that are tuning in today on uh, YouTube Live, preempted on Game Plus Television Network for the rest of the week. And also listen live at rodpeterson.com. I'm just so darn excited about today's show. I know that it's going to be fantastic. Can we bring in the lovely and talented co-host Darren Dupont, who I feel is going to need toothpicks in his eyes, similar to Fred Flintstone, uh, Moose, because you've been traipsing (laughs) all over the province at all these sporting events, doing what I used to do. And I know how tiring it is. I also know how fun that it is. But before we jump yeah. into the regular stuff of what we do here, tell the viewers what uh, what you've been up to the last 12 hours only, man. It's insane. Yeah, I know. It's pretty good. Went from uh, went from this show, but went to the curling trials yesterday and then got home from the curling trials, took a couple calls, uh, got on the road to Melfort. Just shy, it's what, an hour, 40-minute drive to Melfort to call uh, an SJHL game. So that was a lot of fun. Last night in Melfort, that game actually went to overtime and then a shootout. Oh, of course it got did. in the road. Got the, <laughs> yeah, of course it did. Got back in the car and drove all the way back to Saskatoon to be up in time. And then got up and was at the uh, at the rink this morning for the opening draw. Yeah, good for you, man. And it remind, it's always when you want to leave, the game goes to overtime or a shootout. I was doing a game in Notre Dame just a few weeks ago with Nugsy. Shh, don't tell him. The game went to overtime and I'm feeling like... Nugsy, I'm just going to go. But I didn't. <laughs> you just can't. So, you yeah, can. Moose, uh, so glad. So glad to have you there. Now, coming up on the program today, Philadelphia Flyers great Brian Prop. Proper. The man behind Guffaw Cigars and the pride of Newdorf, Saskatchewan. Brian Prop is going to be with us. And Devin Haru to report from those Tim Hortons Canadian curling trials in Saskatoon. And our coverage brought to you, as always, by our friends at Great Western Original 16 Beer, 
and core grain doing what's best for your farm. All right, let's go to the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan. If you don't mind. On a day where on a day where it all belongs to the National Football League, I just want to look back at what went on last night because we got to spend some time on that. Evgeny Kuznetsov scored his seventh goal and added an assist. Alex Ovechkin had three helpers in a game for the first time in nearly four years in the Washington Capitals spank Montreal 6-3. Chris Kreider and Kevin Rooney each scored twice, and the New York Rangers beat the Islanders 4-1, so the Isles have lost seven in a row. The Oilers are back. It took a meeting with the Slump Busters, the Arizona Coyotes, to get there, I guess. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid each had two goals and two assists to lead Edmonton past Arizona 5-3 in the desert. Tristan Jari stopped 36 shots to win his fourth straight start. Pittsburgh beat Vancouver 4-1. The game that I was at, and I could sit and tell stories about it all day, Aaron Ekblad scored 239 into overtime, and Florida won its record tying 11th straight home game to start the season by topping Philly 2-1. We'll get into that game with Proper a little later on here in hour one. Nazem Kadri kept up his scoring tear with a goal and an assist to lift Colorado. Over Anaheim, 5-2. The Avs have won six in a row now. Adam Earns scored the go-ahead goal early in the third. Streaking rookie Lucas Raymond got his eighth of the season, and Detroit beat St. Louis 4-2. Kevin Fiala scored the lone goal in a shootout. Cam Talbot made 42 saves in Minnesota, beat New Jersey 3-2. The game started 24 minutes late, Moose, because the Wild couldn't get to the rink because of Thanksgiving traffic. Let me drop anchor for a second. Are you not surprised this doesn't happen more in these major centers across North America? It surprises me. I know. No, because I'm like, how do they not get there on time? I mean, they know with Google Maps and all these other things we have, we can even see how much traffic there is in certain spots. But I also understand that today's athlete and in business and pro teams, they don't want to waste any time. So they don't want to leave early and then get there an hour early and their whole routine's thrown off. They want to get there exactly when they want to get there. They have exactly the routine to get through game day, right? And all their pregame. So when you're held up, yeah, you got to push it back a little bit. I guess it is surprising now that I walk myself through it that this doesn't happen more often. Uh, it's shocking to me. 30, what did I say? 37 seasons calling football yeah. and hockey and I never really had that happen. But I know... People love my old bus stories and hockey stories yes. and football stories. And so here's one for you. We're driving. And for those that from the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL, you'll know the area. We are uh, just north of Chamberlain. And the Regina Pats are on the road to play in Saskatoon. The bus driver, and by the way, don't call them bussy, okay? They don't like it. But the bussy, he's driving like this and he's looking back. And he's looking back. And finally, he's like, yeah, we're supposed to be getting there at 5 o'clock. The game's not till 7. Like, what do we... Do you guys want to go to the mall or something for first? Well, thank God. <laughs> Our head coach, Bobby Lowe's, wasn't on the trip for whatever reason. I don't know if he was away coaching World Juniors or something. But Drew Callender was our assistant coach. And Drew's like, uh, just get us there on time for 5 and we'll be fine. And then Drew looks at me and he's like, can you believe that? And I'm like, believe it. He looked back three times wondering if he should ask. <laughs> we're so scared. Guys, we're going to... I know. We're going to show up two hours early for the... 
you need that much? Like, anyway. my daughter needs 15 minutes to get ready for her game. What? You got to be there? Yeah. Two hours <laughs> before. I get we've been delayed by storms many times, but not because of traffic or because the bus driver thought we should stop at Lululemon. Anyways, um, moving on. Chandler Stevenson and Mark Stone each had a goal and a helper, and Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, beat Nashville 5-2. Elvis Merzlikens made 36 saves for his seventh career shutout, and Columbus blanked Winnipeg 3-0 to hand the Jets their fourth straight loss. Johnny Tavares and Pierre Engvall had a goal and a helper each, while Toronto scored four consecutive times in the second period. Leafs rolled to a 6-2 win over L.A. Can you? There was 14 games last night. I'm getting to the end here. Timo Meyer scored the go-ahead goal with 8.42 remaining and added two assists as San Jose handed Ottawa its third straight loss, 6-3. And lastly, if you saw our Twitter notifications, the Kraken fans are lighting us up, specifically Reed and the Mark cast. Marcus Johansson beat Freddie Anderson on a wrist shot with 3.08 remaining. Philip Grubauer made 35 saves in Seattle-edged Carolina, 2-1. And uh, as those Kraken fans have said, they're now worried because they're coming through Florida for their next two, and their knees are knocking a little bit. And I don't know what's going to happen up the Gulf Coast in Tampa Friday night, but I think this Florida Panthers are going to be having Kraken for supper Saturday night. And I'll be there at FLA Live Arena. So those are my thoughts on those games. Before I move on to point two, uh, do you have any moves? You were traveling, you were working. I don't know if you had even had a chance to see any of these games or even watch any highlights. I watched. Yeah, and I got back. I watched a lot of the Jets-Columbus game a little bit, and that was just just didn't quite have it last night. You know, the Leafs got a four-goal explosion in the second period that that went over L.A., so that was good for them to kind of, you know, have a game like that where everything's going in and things are going right. But did you see Ekblad's reaction when he scored the OT goal? Because it was getting a little nervous there in Florida. They're trying to tie the record, you know, for, for a home-winning streak, and they're down one, down one, down one. But, of course, they scored in the third. But then when Ekblad scored, it was like, okay, this team is, this team is pretty good. And, you know, it'll be interesting yeah. to see when they play the crack and if they can get 12. Huge crowd uh, last night. It was a, it was a carnival, carnival-like atmosphere. NFLA Live Arena. Good. A lot of uh, people imbibing. They didn't have to work today. It's U.S. Thanksgiving. It was just, it was fun. It was cozy. I it, Dare I say it felt like a Canadian game. Okay? Wow. And Philly was Philly was up one nothing after the first period, and uh, everybody's looking at each other like, "Hmm, Panthers never trail after one period, ever." But so I get I get the angst, and I get what you're what you're I'm picking up what you're putting down. But this team's just too yeah. good, and they are doing it without Alexander Barkov, their captain and best player. So Saturday night, when Jordan Eberle and the Seattle Kraken come to town, it's going to be a doozy. I can't wait. Moving on to point two, uh, my phone has been blowing up. We talked about it in the morning meeting today with all of our staff. I was like, Are you, is you guys' phones blowing up like mine? The Regina Pats got an exciting last-second goal from Connor Bedard on Wednesday night in a 3-2 overtime victory over the Lethbridge Hurricanes at the NMAX Center. Bedard's goal came at a three-on-one rush in overtime while on the power play as Cole Dubinsky fed him a cross-crease pass for a tap-in with 1.1 seconds remaining. It was Connor's 10th goal of the season, first on the peeps. And here's the thing. I'm looking at the summary because I wasn't following the game. It's too late for us East Coast Golden Girls out here. And I see the summary and I'm like, 
459? Of course it is. That means he scored with one second to go in overtime. Connor Bedard. And I saw the trolls on Twitter going, I'm and Facebook going, I'm going to the game in Lethbridge tonight to watch the Connor Bedard Pats. The kid just has the flair for that kind of stuff. The dynamics, the schutzpah, the pizzazz. He has it, Darren. And the more you dump that kind of crap on him, the more he rises to the occasion. He's just that kind of guy. Don't you agree? It's true. It's all he is. He's absolutely that kind of guy. And, you know, that's what you want to see. You know, it, it happened, you know, when we were talking about the under 18, we played in the big stage when he missed and then came back with that backhand and scored that big goal. Um, you know, it happens in his rookie year when he's, you know, scoring at, at an electrifying pace. And now he struggled a little bit to start the year. You know, everybody's thinking, is it going to be two points a game? Is it going to be three points a game? How much? Not if, but how much is he going to lead the Western League in scoring by? And when that's not happening, he feels the pressure. But all he does is is deliver when the, when the uh, when the lights come on. And now he's you know back to the Connor we know and love. It should be brought to you by DoorDash. All he does I is like deliver. It. Point three, Brad Gushu remains atop the men's standings at the Canadian Olympic Curling Trials in Saskatoon. Despite a loss last night, Gushu was beaten 7-6 by Jason Gunlison and starts the day at 5-1. On the women's side, last night, Tracy Fleury got a good test from Jacqueline Harrison in a 9-6 extra end victory. She leads the standings at 5-0. I don't know if they're still on the ice on that morning draw or not. I assume they are. I was watching it this morning, and um, with all due respect, our good friend Brian Moodrick's calling it, and it's Kathy Goche doing color for him. I mistakenly said Cheryl Bernard. It was Kathy Goche that made that comment yesterday about us growing up being hockey and curling kids, and she didn't mention football. But they were talking about Bernard on the broadcast this morning. Was anybody else watching it? I don't know if you were <laughs> saw that or not. But, but Moodrick was like, "Oh, they got they got Connor Bernard down the highway in Regina. He's going to be great." I'm sitting there with my feet up and my Dunkin' Donuts coffee going, newsflash, Moody, he's already great. He's already pretty good. You know, it's fun to watch. I'm watching it, actually. It's on in the room here in the background. It's a good one. They're in the eighth end. It's 7-7, Tracy Fleury and Laurel Walker. Tracy Fleury's trying to lock up first place and get her ticket to the final. Of course, she's got a one-game lead right now on Jennifer Jones. But uh, Tracy Fleury's still uh, on top, so... That's the big one. That's the featured game right now, and they're in the eighth end. Isn't it something, though, that Brendan Botcher and Team Dunstone both officially eliminated, and that's like a wet blanket on the whole proceedings going into the... You have the Briar champion and the hometown team out. So well, that's the hometown a... Team, wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. The hometown team that's, you know, had a lot of high expectations, really high expectations. Yeah, and Botcher, the defending, you know, Briar champ, but, you know, Dunstone got the win against him last night and the crowd went nuts in that game when they finally shook hands, when Botcher decided to shake hands. So at least Maddie got a good one because he's been frustrated all week, but he, he got a good one last night. So that's good for him. Hey, I skipped out of my points here. Uh, I actually had curling fourth, but I went to it third. Uh, it is NFL game day. U.S. Thanksgiving, and in the time we have left here in the warm-up for E.Cold Electric, come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. 
I'm actually going to just tease and tingle the viewers. Eh, maybe we got some time here. Three NFL games on the schedule today. Here, here's what they are, Moose. And I actually, here, I'm going to be very charitable to you. I give you time to think in the break on deal or no deal, okay? Because I went and looked up the uh, bet regal odds for these NFL games today. I'm sure you, again, you haven't had time to look this up. So I'm just going to tell you. Uh, 12.30 Eastern, it is the Bears visiting the Lions in Detroit. And that is like the toilet bowl of all toilet bowls. Bears favored by three at Detroit. So think about that. Later on, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, host the Las Vegas Raiders, 4.30 Eastern. Cowboys favored by 7.5 at home. And the Buffalo Bills uh, take on the Saints in New Orleans. And that is an 8.20 Eastern kickoff. And the Bills are favored by 6.5. So I will, we talk usually later on in hour two about what's our featured game. Well, very clearly for me, it's the Dallas Cowboys and the Las Vegas Raiders. And while I'll be watching it very closely, uh, I'm at that point now. We're into the second half of the regular season. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division. So I feel like these are just tune-ups the rest of the way. Let's keep everybody healthy. And I think we'll be fine. Going to be a great game in Dallas. Cowboys, seven and a half. No, I'm not taking them to cover. I'm not. I'm not. But we'll play dealer, no deal coming back uh, after the break. But we do have about 60 seconds. Darren, uh, any of these grab you for your featured game? They, it probably has to be because there's no NHL or NBA games tonight. I know, right? So, yeah, it, it will. I mean, the curling, too. I want to, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, I'll be there a little bit later on today. But I always, to be honest, I like watching the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving. You know, sue me. I like it. You know, they suck. But they're always on at 11 a.m., you know, our time out here, Central Time. So it's fun. You get an early lunch. You get some snacks, order pizza, whatever. I actually like watching them. And it's a tradition to watch the Lions on Thanksgiving. So that's my featured game today. I'm feeling very charitable. So when we come back, we will open up the doors to Taco Time viewer takeover early. Because as I've opened up the text line, I'm not sure if you've noticed, Darren, because you have access to the text line where you're from, where you're at. Every day, there's dozens of new contacts in there. Dozens. Awesome. So awesome. we've really hit on something. So I'll tell the viewers right now that the text line's open. 902-518-3033. Text RP. We got some leftovers from yesterday, some taco time leftovers. <clears throat> what an oxymoron. Taco time no leftovers. You would never have taco time leftovers. You would never do that. You would never be that stupid no. to not finish your taco time. But we got some comments from yesterday, and we'll get to some uh, new ones from today. The warm-up has been brought to you by Ecole Electric. When we come back, all NFL, all CFL, and then obviously whatever you want to talk about. And um, I do have a very interesting CFL question to put to the viewers when we return. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey... 
I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. The RP Show uh, continues. I love when I'm informed coming out of a commercial. The bumper is rolling. Your co-host is not in his chair. Great timing. Checking in from some of the viewers here um, from Mike Horgan in Toronto. He says, what's up, RP Show? And fantastic viewers checking into the YouTube comments via the 905 from the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Calgary. Doesn't look much like Florida there today, Rod. Well, it is. Mid-70s, they, they do have a thing called clouds here from time to time, just so you know. Um, yeah, there we go. So the moose is not with us. You guys let me know uh, when he is. I don't know what. He's had a emergency? As usual. It's good. Just let me know a little I'm earlier sorry. next time if my co-host isn't there. That's all. That's fine. Um, I'm sorry. Jimmy Johnson got no, me. You're... I was watching Jimmy Johnson. Okay. Well, f- for that reason, you're forgiven. Uh, the Canadian okay. Football League... Coming out, if I had my ding-ding-ling-ling breaking news bell, I would be ringing it. Breaking news today, the Canadian Football League has announced its most outstanding finalists, player award finalists, plus coach of the year finalists. Uh, Blue Bombers quarterback Zach Caleros and Montreal Alouettes running back William Standback will vie for the league's top individual honor, MVP, at the Grey Cup Awards, CFL Awards 2021 edition, Friday, December 10th at the Hamilton Convention Center. Mm-mm-mm. Here's your list. I immediately jumped to the coach of the year because I feel like this year there's a bit of a question there. And yep. the, the question that I had for the CFL viewers has nothing to do with this at all. And they might find that question that I'm going to pop a little more interesting than this. We'll see. Who? Because we don't vote, you and I on the CFL awards. Used to, don't anymore. I'm not sure whom I would have voted for, but the coach of the year, West Division, Mike O'Shea of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Ryan Dinwiddie of the Toronto Argonauts. Dun, dun, dun. What a delicious dilemma there. You've got O'Shea, the reigning Great Cup champions who he barely had to tweak a thing. And they rolled to what did they finish? What did what did they finish? Eleven and three? Was that what it was? Twelve and two? Whatever. Thanks, so. A lot of wins. And then you got the rookie in Toronto, thirty-nine-year-old Ryan Dinwiddie, who I said pretty soon people need to start listening to me. This guy's going to be great at thirty-nine years of age. Get off his ass. Now's his time. Best coaches in the NFL are in their thirties, at least the the newest crop, I think. And look what he did. Only piloted the Argos to first place in the Eastern home field in the Eastern finals. I, I'm voting for Ryan Dinwiddie if I had a vote. How about you? Yeah, I, two really deserving candidates. You know, Ryan Dinwiddie's done amazing things in Toronto, getting them into first place. He's a rookie. You know, he's solidified that group. He's, you know, the quarterback spots, I think, been solidified a little bit. But it's, for me, it's Mike O'Shea. I mean, it's the easy pick. It's the tap-in putt. It's... You know, not sexy and, and kind of out there. It's it's a safe pick. But, you know, when you're that good and that dominant and to stay at that, it's one thing to get to the top. It's another thing to stay at the top. Mike O'Shea is doing that in, in Winnipeg. So he's got my vote. 
Go to rodpeterson.com right now and you'll see all the finalists for all of the awards, which will be handed out on the Friday of Great Cup Week in Hamilton. My fun question to you, viewers, is not who you think should be coach of the year. It is um, this. And I'll give credit to our content creator, Nelson Vo, who came up with this this morning in our morning meeting. He was like, yesterday, great question, asking the viewers, what made you fall in love with the NHL at the youngest age? said, why not ask that about the CFL today? Get the viewers' take on that. What made you fall in love with the CFL? And I guess if you want to say NFL, that's cool too. But Nelson's idea was the CFL. And for me, this is the wildest thing ever. It probably won't surprise anybody that knows me. For me, it was my mom taking me to a Meet the Rough Riders day right at midfield at Taylor Field. I remember Billy McBride's the guy that I remember signing my autograph. They're out there in their jerseys, hot summer day. And I'm like, wow, I'm meeting the riders. Mike Strickland was another one. I was like six because I wasn't watching them on TV at the time. Maybe I was seven or eight. I was even, I was into hockey then. But that was like meeting them for the first time. And then what really turned me on hardcore where I'd never missed a game was 1988 meeting Jeff Fairholm when he came to our schoolroom, our grade 12 classroom, and spoke on behalf of himself and the Rough Riders. I'm like, this guy's cool. So it was the personal interaction, and that's the sucky thing for sports teams right now in the pandemic, is you haven't been able to have the personal interaction out in the community, and that's where the CFL and junior hockey teams have buttered their bread for decades. Um, what's yours? What made you fall in love with the CFL? Oh, we lost them. How about that? <laughs> so here we go. Uh, you guys let me know the second Darren's back, but yeah, not surprisingly out of Winnipeg, Tacona Pally says, O'Shea all day, winning is winning. Oh, Brian Props logging in. I get it. Okay, we got Moose back. Proper mixed it up. That's Brian Prop getting his camera ready for the next segment, but it's going to be a while. I'm very confident in that. Clark told these guests, don't log in until this specific time. But they're athletes. They don't listen to it. So are we bringing uh, in Moose or are we not? Are we bring him. Or you can call him and tell him to stop. How about calling him? That would be a good idea. So, yeah. So that, that's the question that I knew people would gravitate towards because they really did with the hockey yesterday. Um, Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, says, earliest memories of the CFL for me, Tracy Ham of the Edmonton football team, Don Narcisse, and those, those rider fan dates. Shout out for my dad uh, for taking me to games since 1996. From Janelle, she says, Bobby Jurison giving me a big hug at a game. I was eight. I've worn green ever since. Grew up an Esks fan. And from Jordan Ewart, he says, Marvin Graves came into a game in the early 2000s. I remember being at, and he brought us back for a W. I'd say that was the start for me. And from my cousin, Christina Medicine Hat, she said, our close neighbor was Ed McCorders when I was very young. Now from across the country, they're weighing in. Old Argos, Ticats, Labor Day clashes. The Southern Ontario viewers saying, for you, Darren, if you missed it, because I know you got bounced there by proper... Who, nope. what made you fall in love with the CFL? I got that Bobby Jurison headband. We all did, right? Signature on it, the green on the white. I, I had one. Cool. Yeah. 
the earliest memory is 95, the Great Cup. Huddle up in Saskatchewan, uh, Baltimore, Calgary. That's my earliest memory of that. But there's a few. I mean, I loved walking to the games with my great aunt Ale and my great aunt, or my great uncle Ale and my great aunt Doreen. We'd walk to the games. They'd take me. It was awesome. In 97 or 98, I won the junior jersey draw. It was a Gene Makowski jersey. So those are the little interaction things that made me fall in love with the game. And then in the backyard, I mean, watching, you know, pretending to be Danny McManus or, or Doug Flutie or, or, or the, you know, these guys, uh, it was really cool. Dean Texas watching in Green Bay, Wisconsin. He says, blessed U.S. Thanksgiving to all. Hope the Detroit-Chicago game doesn't live up to the Pittsburgh-Detroit game a couple years ago, or sorry, a couple weeks ago. Hashtag Go Pack Go. Uh, 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 uh. Tacona Powley in Winnipeg says, Rod, nice to see Ekblad returned well from that broken leg. Oh, yeah, we're talking about the, not the, probably the second best player in the Florida Panthers, Aaron Ekblad, but he's played all year. He had a very ugly broken leg last spring, but uh, he came back and scored the winner in overtime last night for the Florida Panthers and Bob's your uncle. From the general in Calgary, love when Rod gets sarcastic with viewers. Eh, not everybody does, but I'm glad you do, general. Uh, from Craig Warden, writes in and he says, are you sitting on a throne, Rod? <laughs> as far as you know, yes. Um, from Troy Durrell, texting in from Cochrane, Alberta. Hey, RP and dupes. You guys should go to the World Juniors and do some shows from Edmonton. That would be awesome. Well, I know that I'm welded uh, here. I'm not leaving. How about you, Moose? And by the way, are they not entirely in Red Deer or is it both this year? I thought it was all in Red it's Deer. It's both. It's both, I think. Is that okay? uh, I'm not welded anywhere. So we'll see if we can get uh, Jimmy on it. We are working with some of our sponsors on some World Junior things. Stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. Rose Henry is watching in St. Albert, Alberta, and she says, regarding the poll question from yesterday, who would win a playoff game from the Alberta NHL teams? They don't get loser points in the playoffs, do they? No, they do not. It is win or lose. And again, if there is a hockey baby Jesus, he will line up a Flames Orders playoff matchup. Um, ah, I got to think it's in the cards, don't you, uh, Derek? Like, yeah. in the 80s, which you were born in 87, you wouldn't remember, but the Flames and Orders were playing, if not every year, then every other year. You know, yeah. and it just feels like we're back in those times. Thank heavens it's taken 30 years for both teams to get good at the same time. You know? Oh, yeah. uh, Jordan, I, I you were, really hope so. I really hope You so. go ahead. No, I Go really ahead. hope that we get a Flames-Edmonton uh, series because that's going to be so good for the rivalry. You know, if we get that in the spring, maybe you'll be in Calgary and I'll be in Edmonton or vice versa. Wouldn't that be cool to doing shows and, and getting both those fan bases? Um, yeah, I really hope that's what we get, but we'll see. I'm with it. From the general in Calgary, he says, would be a hell of a series. Regarding me roasting viewers... Mike, you said this, and I didn't. I found it hard to believe. Mike in Toronto says, sometimes I send in a hot take comment in hopes RP will roast me. Spicy. You said in a way, you said in a way Darren, 
these people are a little sadistic or I'm not sure what the proper term would be that they they like it when I lose yeah. it on them. What would you call that? I don't know, but there, there's terms for it. That's for sure. You know, <laughs> you like that kind of thing. I, I mean, it's funny, though. It is Maybe. funny. I don't know. Uh, before we break and bring in proper and Clark, if you have those jerseys, let them uh, get them ready to roll. Pull question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, of the Olympic jerseys which have been leaked, which one do you like the best? Pull question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Canada, USA, or Finland? And I'm actually, st I'm stunned. On Twitter, 56% leading voting for Finland. Do we have those photos or, or not? I'm sure. Yeah, I don't get what's so hot about those that's what Finland wears every year, are they not? I don't. I don't how, are you, how are we not think, voting for Canada? Can we throw those up? Yeah, go ahead, Moose. I think it's because people don't like the Canadian or U.S. jerseys that much. You know, I don't mind. I like the white uh, Canada one. I don't like the other two. And the U.S. one looks to me well, listen, when I see the U.S. one, I see a soccer kit. You know, I so, just spent last night with fifteen thousand U.S. hockey fans in FLA Live Arena. Nobody liked the U.S. jersey. Nobody. Even they like think it's jersey. junk. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Canada one, I would have liked to well, see bring... the white logo, but on the red jersey. That's just me. We'll bring you back an hour too, Moose, all right? Sounds good. The great Brian Prop joins us next, talking NHL, Philly Flyers hockey. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, including Pennsylvania. Live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back, everybody. RP Show continues from beautiful South Florida. We do have Canadian Curling Files coverage, and we'll continue that in hour two. It's presented by Great Western's Original 16 Beer and Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. But it's a pleasure to uh, talk some Philly Flyers hockey with a legend, 1,016 NHL games. Pride of Newdorf, Saskatchewan, Brian Prop joins us. And proper, it's been far too long. Uh, last night, I did take in the Flyers' OT loss here uh, against the Florida Panthers one night after a 4 nothing loss at Tampa Bay. And it doesn't take long to tumble down those standings in the Metropolitan Division after a couple losses, man. Uh, your thoughts on the last two nights for your Philly Flyers? Yeah, so like they're struggling a little bit right now because it's a tough schedule, but uh, hopefully the, the, the goalies have been playing really well for the Flyers, so, so that's a good sign. Uh, they have a couple guys that are really hurt. Uh, which could make a big difference for the team, uh, the the defenseman and the center iceman. And, uh, but a, a couple of young guys got to join, like Frost just played last night. I was, I was in Florida, mm -hmm. I guess, in, in, uh, in, uh, in Florida, like uh, with a, a couple other people that were there uh, tonight. And so, and, uh, and you're in Florida too now, right, Rod? Yeah, I'd, proper. I didn't know, I didn't know you're at the game. If I'd have known you're at the game, I'd have looked you up. 
Yeah, well, so like uh, I have a guy there that sponsors like the, he's a, he's a bank uh, of uh, uh, in Florida and uh, and uh, the alumni there like uh, Sean Thornton was there and uh, Don Dan Quinn was there and uh, you know because I, I moved uh, to Marker Island uh, so like it's only a two hour drive to uh, Florida and so I'll be there for now but I just want to say uh, hello to all my family uh, I know it's uh, U.S. Thanksgiving, but uh, the people in, in Saskatchewan, uh, my family especially, uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that they're listening too. Absolutely. Well, they always enjoy seeing you proper, of course, the pride of Newdorf, Saskatchewan. And, and maybe I still can't get enough of your Melville Millionaire stories, even though it was only one year, but I'm, I'm getting off track. I think this Philly Flyer team needs more Saskatchewan players. That's what I think. Or maybe more Western Canadian kids. What do you think about this roster makeup? Yeah, it could help. I mean, now it's uh, <laughs> like it's like you you know like there's all the teams in the world are are trying to get on the the, the team, and so like there's uh, Swedes and there's uh, Czechs, there's there's a lot of lot of people. But uh, I, I like it when we have uh, like uh, Dave Schultz and Oris Kinderchuk and uh, Gordy Howe and and Brad McCrimmon and guys like that. Like they 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 knew how to win. It was tough to playing against them, and uh, they, they knew how to win. Well, and uh, I guess you throw some Alberta boys in there, like the Sutter brothers. And, and by the way, Brian, uh, I don't know what it was like in the pandemic for you, but Sportsnet in Canada showed a lot of Oilers-Flyers games from the 80s. How do you feel when you – I mean, have you gone back and watched those games at all? Those were absolute wars, man. Like, you played on some teams that might have been the best teams to never win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, so we had good teams in the '80s, especially uh, you know Brad McCrimmon and uh, and Mark Howe, and then uh, Pelly Lenberg, and then Hextall, of course, in the '80s, and Tim Kerr and Poulin, and and even in 1980 when we we lost to the Islanders, uh, Bob Clark and Reggie Leach and McLeish, and uh, all those guys were there. Uh, but uh, you know, the and talking about like the the Sutters. Uh, they were tough to play against, so that's why we uh, met them in the in the finals because. Uh, they checked really well. Like uh, Lemieux didn't have a chance against them, so it was uh, it was good for us. Uh, the '80s were really really good, and we just had a, an alumni game last Monday. Uh, about 50 alumni. We played against our all of our own alumni, and so the Sutters were there, and Mike Mary Craven was there, and then uh, we had Lupul and uh, and. Uh, up, Upshaw and uh, Leclerc and Lindros and like so we had a lot of uh, good players. Uh, Reggie Leach was uh, playing. I was with him and and we had uh, Mark Howe and Bar Bill Barber and Clark. There, there, it was it was a, an awesome time uh, and it was a, a physical game. I mean, it was uh, no one uh, played easy. It was six five was the score, but I just I didn't want to get hurt and so I just scared out of stayed out of their way. I got so excited. I got so excited. I just yanked my earpiece out. And I'm not joking. Listen, you guys always forget the goalies. So please tell me, did Bernie Perrant put the pads on? Who are the goalies proper? Let's talk about the most important guys on there. Pete Peters, Brian Boucher. Do you even remember? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, Pete Peters was a rookie when I was there, and uh, the same time year I was there. Uh, but yeah, the, the goals were Robert Osh and uh, Larry uh, Neil Little, and and we had a couple guys that that played in the uh, for the uh, 
military so like but they they, they played really well too but robert ash was there as a goalie and and, and little nil nil and uh you know of course uh you know is uh Everyone wanted to win, and uh, Briere was a, a good player, and uh, Gagne was there. So, like, they're all really good players, and they, they, they're fast. And uh, so uh, Brad Marsh was hitting everybody and uh, taking all of the plays. And so, it, but it was exciting. There was about 7,000 people there, and, and we, we raised money for the, the Flyers charities, which we have. Uh, I'm on the board of the Flyers alumni. Uh, so we, we gave a lot back. Uh, we were, we're going to kind of donate a, a special bike uh, from all the people that uh, donated. Proper, I'm just absolutely grinding you, by the way, on that. And uh, good for you for doing that and putting that together. And Neil, Neil Little, actually, he and I played together for a very brief time with the Estevan Bruins. So uh, I know him, followed his career very well. Good for you guys. That's exciting. Well, we had an alumni game in Regina, Pats and Warriors. We had more people in the afternoon game for the alumni than the night game for the actual team's. People just go nuts for these games, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's nice because now, now you can get 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 back uh, playing hockey and with uh, indoors and outdoors, and and so like it's 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 special for people in Saskatchewan, and and I want to just tell people that uh, I'm cheering for the the football team uh, against Calgary this Sunday. <laughs> Good for you, Brian. Man, you might have wanted to be a politician, proper. You're very well spoken that way. But just I gotta I just gotta say this about these Flyers because they didn't make the playoffs last year. They I think they had a decent run two years ago in the bubble. How are you on this team? Are they going to be heard from by the time all said and done this year? And is Carter Hart going to take him there? Well, Hart has been playing really well, but so is Jones. Uh, he's 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 only given up a couple goals uh, every every time, but they're not scoring, which is a, a trouble for them because their power play is too predictable, I think. Uh, and so, like they're they're having a lot of trouble with that. And if you don't uh, skate on the power play, it makes a, a big difference. And so, uh, and it's a tough division. Like look at Florida and Colorado and, and uh, Colorado, and, and it's a tough. Uh, division for them uh, so like they uh, keep uh, falling down and then and then then they they try to catch up but the good thing is that they've got a couple of young guys that are doing really well and Acnicus has uh, done really well and uh, they're, they're competitive because their goalies have been playing so well but they, they need to continue and then it's a tough game like tomorrow afternoon and in back in, in at the Wells Fargo. Uh, but, uh, you know, they just have to try to make up some points. And then look, look at the Islanders. Uh, they're having trouble this year. Uh, the Rangers are doing well and uh, the Islanders are kind of and uh, are way down, too. Brian, uh, always a pleasure, man. And uh, maybe we can, I'll write you through Instagram. Maybe we can uh, spend some time here, but I appreciate this. Uh, and happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the rest of the day. And we'll do it again soon. Yeah. Also, in case anybody wants, uh, I have my own Gaffaw brand, uh, the Gaffaw cigars. Uh, a five pack is uh, $60 and, and, and shipping. Uh, it's, uh, they're, they're, they're really good for the Dominican Republic. Make a good uh, Christmas gift. Perfect. Give him a follow on Instagram at Gaffaw Cigars. Good plug, proper. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Philadelphia, Philadelphia Flyers, great. And the pride of Newdorf, Saskatchewan, Brian Prop. Taco time. Viewer takeover is next. And boy, do we have a lot to get to. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. 
Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. I knew this show was going to be tremendous, and it has been. And we only got a couple minutes, like two and a half. So I always handle this segment on my own. It's brought to you by Taco Time for the love of burritos. It's buy one, get one burrito half off at Taco Time every Thursday. And coming up in hour two, you're going to be seeing that lovely face of Darren DuPont. It's not Ted Lasso. But he is at the Delta Hotel by Marriott, Saskatoon, downtown. And we thank them for their partnership this week. The Delta Hotel by Marriott, Saskatoon downtown, surrounds you with one-of-a-kind views of the city of Bridges, no matter how you decide to enjoy it. Imagine yourself in the tallest hotel in Saskatoon, okay? Steps from all seas in hiking, paths that hug the banks of the South Saskatchewan River. Book your stay today. I'm going to go to the text line for these comments for Taco Time viewer takeover, and I feel like our viewers really need to step it up because nobody's, nobody's really jumping to the... To the four here for the Taco Time comment of the week. I'm sorry. Just saying it the way that it is. And tomorrow we will be donating or I guess awarding a $50 gift card from Taco Time. Other than the gentleman Jeff Caldwell in Oregon, who I see has written in. And uh, let me click on it here from the text line from Redmond, Oregon. Earliest CFL memory for me, watching Joe Theismann playing for the Argos. I gravitated towards the Bombers because their uniforms were closest to the Washington Huskies. I actually saw a guy in the airport in Toronto uh, coming down here on the weekend. He was wearing a hat with a big W on it. I was about to get up and go chastise him and then realize, oh, he's on the Toronto to Seattle flight. That's a Washington Huskies logo. Anyways. Jeff Caldwell right now is the leader in the clubhouse for the Taco Time comment of the week because he's hitting every single Taco Time in the state of Oregon, ordering from there and sending us pictures. So if you think you can beat that, you got 24 hours to come up with it. Jim Wagner writing us on the 902 line. He says, good day, all. Happy half-price burrito Thursday. Had a good laugh at the toilet bowl comment, Roddy. Who sponsors that game? Taco Time Spicy? Spicy. Mm. Talk. The uh, toilet bowl is underway. Bears, Lions. And I'm so happy to give you something else to watch with our entire crew here today. Ryan McCarthy uh, writing from Saratoga, New York. Says, happy Thanksgiving to the Rod Squad from Saratoga, New York. Happy Thanksgiving, Ryan. And Donald Mitchell, our Navy friend. I don't know. Has he sent us a photo? He says, the Grey Cup parties in the farmhouses in our district. Ah, this was in response to the question, what made you fall in love with CFL football? So again, he says, the Grey Cup parties in the farmhouses in our district, 1967, was my first memory. He's from a small town in Manitoba. Help me, Don. Tell, help me. I'm usually good. Killarney, Manitoba. He says, oh, and I'm now back living in Regina, retired from the Royal Canadian Navy. So there you go. Grey Cup parties making him fall in love with the Canadian Football League. And there will be a lot of those great cup parties this year. I'll be interested to see what the attendance is for the 
Grey Cup this year in Hamilton. I, I haven't heard a ticket count. How are we doing for time, guys? So we're well inside the last minute. That's where we're at. Moose will join us next hour, along with Devin Haru talking a lot of Olympic curling trials. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio with Rod Peterson.com. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.